You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them Kim Trails in the sky. And rising, everyone. Welcome to the day with Trey. I want to welcome you to a, to wait, no, a wonderful Wednesday. There we go. Of course, I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I'm excited because today I have another amazing artist in the building, y'all. Uh, Wax, the producer, is here with me today, and I got to experience his phenomenal talent on stage just recently at the Hilltop Street Fair, and I'm so glad that he had time in his busy schedule to make time for us today. But of course, before I get to him, you already know it's the top of the show, so it's a great time for you to tag and share the stream. That's right. Come on and participate with us. Go ahead and tag and share the stream with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you cannot watch us, we definitely have you covered because you can also listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever one is your favorite Go ahead and search for us and y'all will find us there. Well, uh, before I get into it, Wax the Producer, I'm excited because, you know, every time I get to have amazing artists on here, we go through the journey of how they got into it and we hear so many different stories about all of the pathways to artistry. And so I want to talk to you really quickly about artistry and say, you too, if you have something inner within you, that inner artist or something you love doing and you just weren't sure if you could ever make a living from it, um, we coming in, we are coming into an age where I think more and more parents are beginning to really uh, support their children when it comes to being an artist. But maybe, you know, back in the days, it wasn't necessarily that in some environments. I mean, I'm grateful my family always supported me, but some never really got that level of support. So then you do something else, right? You go into a different pathway in your career because you're like, I don't know if I could have just taught watercolor painting, right? Or, you know, just been a phenomenal artist who painted paints my own things. But I'm going to tell you right now, I want you to dig deep. If you have some layer of artistry within you that you're not able to yet tap into or access, I want to encourage you to find your way to it. And the reason why is because it's so special when we all get to experience what you do. And you always hear me say this at the end of every show, but I wanted to be encouraging at the top of the show today because I hear stories, y'all, of so many people who are just now picking up that paintbrush or just now picking up that microphone or that production equipment to make beats. And they may be in their 40s, 50s, whatever. It may be another string of their life that they're just now being able to experience. And that's okay. At the end of the day, the fact that they said, I'm still gonna do it, is something that's been burning within me for a very long time. That's the inspiration. It doesn't matter when you pick something up, whether you're a young person who knows you want to do something from a very young age to someone who may be a bit older, who is just now discovering 
that thing that creates a dope passion for you or something that you just are so inspired to do. I'm just going to tell you as another uh, person that can be in your ear to be inspired in your own ways of artistry. And if you have it in you, I can't wait to see what you do when it comes out. <laughs> well, after this break, y'all, I get a chance to talk to Wax, the producer. We're going to be talking all about his journey into producing and music. And I can't wait for y'all to hear his phenomenal story. Stay tuned right after this short break, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. Get ready for a night of solid gold with The Temptations. Four tops. Same night, same stage. The Temptations and the Four Tops together live. What's up, everybody? Trey Holiday here, and it is about that time to get our kids back into school. So, of course, it's also a great time to make sure they are up to date on all of their vaccinations. You can find free vaccination events all throughout King County, and they are giving out COVID-19 vaccines, boosters, all the vaccinations you need to make sure your kids are ready to start their school year off right. Go to kingcounty.gov forward slash find a clinic to find a free vaccination event near you. I learned about the ANU program through many different community organizations. The program, um, they're very good at making sure that you meet the right people. My favorite part would have to be the community building um, and also the volunteer opportunities as well. I've been working on my physical health a lot more. I've been intentional about that and they're very big on that. I'm still learning how transformational it is um, because there's just so much opportunity. It's a great program and they will support you. Visit the link at the end of this video to learn more. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now is Wax, the producer. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I appreciate you having me on the show, Trina. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I'll, I'll tell you, this is something for me where I have fun having a discussion with someone like yourself. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were just talking a bit before the show about you, your journey into musicianship. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about those beginnings. Um. Well, just to get back to the... I always take it back to the very beginning. You know, I started at nine in church, uh, Pentecostal church. So if you know anything about that, it's real exciting, <laughs> especially the old school vibe of it. You know, just and basically um, I'd attribute it to my mom being a singer and that side of my family being really musically inclined. Stuff you don't think about when you're that age. But, you know, now that I think about it, it was just all around me all the time. And then um, in church, we would do plays. And I remember my, my one of my best friend's mom, she actually like was pushing me to, it's funny, she was pushing me to lead sing this song back then. And I declined, like I was real, I was like, ah, I don't want to do it, you know. And then it's funny now that I'm, you know, I'll take any opportunity to sing. But that's kind of just how it started. And then, you know, as I grew up through um, middle school, it was just little, little seeds were just being planted over time. And just music was always around me and then started making beats and I was always writing songs and always performing. Like I went to art school and that just kind of evolved into what I am today. Yeah. See, there's so many different layers of influence there from, oh, yeah. you know, the church and your mother and then being in an art school. There's a lot of folks you're around who are, you know, formulating their artistry, too, mm -hmm. as you're formulating yours. And there's something to be said about that kind of they always say iron sharpens, sharpens iron. Right. For sure. How do you, would you say that the school experience really led you to, to hone in even more on your skills? 
Well, uh, specifically, I went to school of art since Coma. But if you're talking specifically about that experience, it was interesting because I actually got into that school for drawing. Like, wow. I still draw now, but I'm not, you know, I'm more inclined in my music. But I actually just used to always just draw. I had, like, sketchbooks I would fill up. But I got into that school based off of my visual arts ability or whatever. And then that evolved into just, it's almost like this latent ability. Like, it was already there. But then I just, you know, I ended up, like you say, iron sharpens iron. And you end up just naturally getting around people that are just more like-minded. And then I got around some other people that were into music. And then I don't even know how, honestly, don't know how it started. But we, you know, this rap group started. And next thing you know, we're rapping. And the school had showcases every month. I believe it was every month. And they would have showcases at this. Uh, if you're familiar with anything, it's a common as a Rialto theater. Yeah. We would have showcases there, I think monthly or something like that. If it wasn't monthly, it was, they had them every so often. Yeah. And we would always perform at those. And then, you know, so you just, you're getting this experience of always performing and you're performing in front of the whole school. And obviously it's like, these are people who you may be cool with, may not, some people don't care for you, but over time you just grow this I don't know, just this ability to perform naturally without any apprehension to it. And then also just expressing your art. And then you get to see what sounds good, what doesn't sound good, what works, what doesn't work. And then um, just being around other artists, like you said, just uh, being around other artists just helps you develop that skill, I guess, if that's what you're really trying to yeah. do. I mean, well, I love that. And yeah, very familiar with the Tacoma area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the ideas of performing is actually very different than creating, right? Totally different. So tell tell me about a little bit of that for you because I got to see you perform, but you know, sometimes when you're in the creation mode, that's like a very private kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Tell us about some of those nuances that exist for you. Well, for me, I know every artist has a different, you know, process and stuff like that. I know for me, it's a little different because I do create literally from scratch like I'm ground up creator like I create my beats I do my mixes I do my writing I do my record I record myself master mix I do all that stuff you know ground up myself so um how it starts that can look different just depending on the day but usually it's one of those things where like you said with performing you guys are just getting the end product of this is what it sounds like and honestly if I'm being honest there's more there's a lot more energy I'm able to curate when I'm creating it then I am able to express with the performance, if that makes sense. Like, I don't feel like when I'm performing it, people really get the gist of like how much sauce was put into that spaghetti. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I don't even know if I can really articulate it. It's like skydiving almost. Like, I don't know if you've ever been skydiving. No. Okay, I have. The indoor one. Oh, no, I've been, I jumped out that plane. Like, (laughs) Uh, But people ask like, oh, you know, how was it? And it's like, anybody that's done it, I think they would agree that it's something that, even the best words, it's, you really can't articulate the experience because it's just everything within itself is just the experience. Um, and that's what I feel like when I'm creating, like writing a song is like almost like I feel like almost uh, I attribute it to like a math equation because, you know, I might make a beat and it could sound dope. Now I have to figure out the solution to the song is putting these words over the beat and find the right melodies. And for me, I'm like finding the right words that are going to express whatever ideas I'm trying to. Yeah. And I feel like all that energy is totally different in, you know, in comparison to performing it when people just get that end product, Yeah, which makes it dope. Cause that's when, you know, you know, you get the validity from the consumer of like, Oh, 
the energy made sense. Like it worked. Yeah. Because they like it. So. Well, yeah, no, that's absolutely what it is in terms of, you know, uh, music in mm -hmm. general. Uh, you know, however much sauce you put into it, if the people aren't feeling it, it's like, yo, they didn't even realize like all this work. But at the end of the day, um, we see that some musicians end up only curating for the end product and how the audience is going to receive it. And we lose so much in that regard. Yeah, I, I just want to hear your perspective on this because we're seeing, I always talking to my son, he's 17, my 17 year old and the music he listens to. And I'm like, what are they saying on this music, you know? Yeah. And there's, I think, a, a rise in collective consciousness about how uh, record executives and like some of the major labels, you know, they are trying to get certain artists out there to do this kind of more like trashy lyrics or like just, you know, underbelly of society type of, you know, lifestyle that they're promoting through their music. Uh, you know, with someone like you as a pure artist, I mean, how are you seeing this kind of I think there's a separation of folks like yourselves who are just making amazing music, good messages. And then what we actually see out there kind of more on the radio or things like that, that's mainstream or becoming mainstream that for, for me, to be honest, sometimes I feel so disjointed from all of that. And I'm like, yo, music didn't start off being like this, but where we are today is so vastly different from you, know, me being able to hear you on stage and be like, man, where is this music at again? I don't know. How does that feel to you? Or are you experiencing that as an artist? Yes. And that was <laughs> a very, that was a very good question because I don't even feel like I can totally answer this question all the way because it's so nuanced and there's so many pieces and layers, but, um, to give you my best answer, I would say what you're hearing, what we hear nowadays, especially on the mainstream front of music is pop pop. Not all the time, not every artist, but I think not even to put any artists, you know, not that they're looking to check for me, but not to put any artists names in that bucket. But I think, you know, when you hear it, you know what I mean? There's a difference between it's like musical in integrity, right? Like when I go and create a song, I can just throw together anything. And there is that a lot of artists, we, we, between artists to artists, we have these conversations like, oh, um, it's not about what you say. It's about how it, you know, how it feels or, you know, what it sounds like, which is true. But there's also that integrity of like, what are you saying? Yeah. So, you know, as a writer, because I, I pride myself in my writing, too. I do write songs that are more catered toward just the feel of the listen. But I also try to find ways to incorporate some messaging or lyrics that are going to make you think a little bit, even if it is a lot of what I make is like the R&B stuff. So those songs, I try to at least encapsulate some kind of message in there that relates to something that, or not relates, but, you know, puts out something relatable with relationships that most people are either going through or something that I went through. And I think the most authentic writing you can do is something that you, you personally connect with. Yeah. There's so many people in the world that out of these nine, eight billion people, there's going to be a decent amount that have been through the same thing or, you know, around the same thing. And I think that's going to connect most. And that's the music that people, whether they say they want to hear it or they don't, is always going to have a place. Yeah. As to where, and that's, I'm sorry to give you a long-winded answer, mm -hmm. but with the pop-pop stuff, the stuff that's real quick, popcorn music, microwave music, just for sales, just perpetuating, you know, ideologies or messages that may not even be good for society, right? In the big scheme of things, but they're popular and they feel good and it sounds good. You know, I think, unfortunately, fortunately, there's a, Time, there's a time and place for those like 
who am I to say I don't feel like driving to some crazy trap music? Like I'm about to go do some. I'm not nothing. I'm gonna go do something crazy, but just right. that mood, that feel. You know what I mean? That's is there time and place for it? But I think I don't want to go on some social justice. <laughs> but like I think the thing to ask ourselves would be like, what do we want as our front runners in the music world? Like, do we want pop pop to be the this is mainstream for us, or should we like you said the integrity of music? Like when I think about music with real integrity. I'm thinking about the the Michael Jackson era, the Earth, Wind and Fires, the Prince, and the songs, even the Market the Marvin Gaye's, there's songs they have that really not only did it feel good, the stuff they were talking about was like it was current stuff. It was stuff relatable. It was stuff that needed to be heard. They were expressing stuff that people were thinking and not being able to say or just articulating it in a way that like music has this way of like giving you a feeling that you may not be able to articulate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, this is how I feel. And they're saying everything I need to, you know, it's in me, but there, there it is right there. Like, so. No, you're absolutely, I mean, this is why, you know, they say, you know, music soothes the savage beast. And I, and I, I don't even like that term, but the, the reason behind it is because there's something very specific about certain melodies, um, over certain beats that really do kind of, you know, our bodies resonate with it, you know, on a chemical, like scientific level. And so I think about this, uh, I, I love what you're saying, the pop pop music, right? I've never heard that term. And I, I'm like, oh no, I get it. I get exactly what kind of music you're talking about. And there's something about how they manipulate um, that very thing, that very understanding of like, hey, if I put something over a certain type of beat and I, you know, put a, a certain type of harmony in there and I create this certain type of drum, uh, you know, cadence, um, there's something that that that's going to be what reaches the people versus the words. So For then sure. people are like, well, I don't, I, you know, my son say it all the time. Mom, I'm listening. Like, I like the beat or da, 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 da. And I'm sure you've heard that too. Like people aren't always even listening to the words, but the words have a way of like, still implanting messages in us. So it's important that we be responsible to that. And I love what you're talking about in terms of us being able to choose what is, you know, going to be mainstream for us. Uh, some of the ways that you've been able to use your artistry, I'd love to hear that because as I'm always talking to artists, it started with Rajni this week about the community that you create um, around your music. I mean, as a producer, are you making beats for other people? Are you doing collaborations? Tell us more about some of the other artists that you've been able to kind of work with with your talent. Oh, man. Uh, well, yeah, I'm always always trying to collaborate. I'm always like, it's funny, like we were speaking earlier, like off screen or whatever about just the journey and stuff like that and how I like to use the word like, you know, evolve or evolution when it comes to like growth as an artist or creative in general, because I know when I first started, it was more of like my first project was called For Me To You, which a lot of people are probably never going to find that project because it wasn't under, it was just a totally different situation. But the whole idea of that project is I make this stuff for me, you know, and, but you know, it's for the people, but it's, what was it for me to you? It's for me to you. Yeah. And I think that always is a thing with music. Like a lot of artists, though, you hear them say like, you know, it's therapeutic. People are like, oh, what do you get out of here? It's therapeutic when I write songs and I release them. And like, that's it's a release. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's that tangent. But as far as like people I've worked with, um, 
I like to collaborate with like-minded people, but I also like to develop people. It's that mm -hmm. producer side of me. Like I like to sit down with people and see where their heads are at and see what kind of music they're trying to create and, you know, plant my little seed of like, Oh, here's this vibe. And, um, I do kind of look at myself as a teacher in a way, even when I'm working with an artist that may be more developed with me or than me, because there's always that level of like, it's like this common, uh, like mutual respect or admiration you might have for the next person. I think that's where my collaborations come from is just, you know, the positive energy people may get from me or I get from them. And, um, I do, I'm trying to answer your question. No, you have I always go off on tangents. No, I, I, <laughs> well, I love what you're saying here because you know, there's something that can be ex in, in terms of an exchange, right? When you're working with others or you create partnerships or collaborations that allow you to really be fueled by, your creative talent, but also to merge with other creative talent. So, you know, when, when you talk about working with the artist, being able to, you know, impart your, your piece in there and maybe share a little bit of this over here and get them to think differently. That's something that we get to experience as the receiver of these kinds of collaborations that oftentimes is where the magic happens. Um, as you think about some of the ways that you keep bringing your talent out there, I saw you at the Hilltop Street Fair. You know, how do you utilize community events and other opportunities to make sure that people know who Wax the producer is? Um, I just like to, for one, I like to support not just people who support me, but people who I see are doing positive things or, you know, just because everybody's trying to get it their own way, right? And most people have good intentions, you know, whether we are able to identify those intentions or not. Like most people, especially if they're in the community working, whether it be a clothing brand or somebody that's just like, I just want to gather people in. But I try to connect myself with people um, in that vein or that are like-minded or that, you know, just are trying to connect with people in a positive light because I feel like that energy will carry over. And that's what will get people to surround themselves with that and get the community engaged. And I try to be the artist that, you know, is going to be a good influence. Like, you know, you have some people who are like, you know, I'm just an artist. You know, it's their job to, you know, guide. And I feel like no matter how big or small your platform is, the bigger it gets, the more influence you have, which is more responsibility. But I feel like there's always a responsibility to what you put out there. And I'm growing more and more aware of that over time. Like, like I said, when I started making music, it was just a for me thing. I'm going to put out... I didn't put out anything crazy, but I'm just going to put out whatever I want to put out, yeah. you know, but then over time I've kind of, and it goes back into the writing of like thinking about what I'm putting out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can make love songs from romance songs, but I think there should always be a level within those songs, of like a purpose, like what, what is this song trying to, like what am I trying to say with this song mm -hmm. or what am I trying to invoke? What emotion, emotion am I trying to invoke or what message am I trying to, you know, or who am I trying to help? Even if it's myself through this situation, I'm, I'm aware that there's someone else that might be going through this. So they hear it and they connect and, you know, just just being aware of what I'm putting out there. I think it affects the community in which engage with me, which if I'm aware of that, then I'm just trying to be a more positive influence well then yeah and, and more people have the opportunity to connect and resonate with the messages that you're putting out there mm -hmm. as well if that level of intentionality is being built into the creation of something then 
oftentimes folks do experience that on the other side of the receiving end, right? Um, but it's also great to know that like community events still exist in a way that bring our people together. Uh, and so I'm just glad that I was able to see you. I mean, your performance was phenomenal. And then that you had time to be with me today to share a bit more about your journey. But I got to give you time because you get to look right there. If folks are looking for a producer, if they're looking to collaborate or maybe even learn from you, if they're an up and coming artist or an established artist who is looking for a new sound or maybe somebody wants to book you for an event, look right there. Let them know how to find you and how to connect. So, yeah, you can find me on all socials at Wax the Producer. You can email me, waxtheproducer at gmail.com. Like, like you said, I produce, I songwrite, engineer, mix master. Um, I teach, especially with the youth. That's going to be my next venture is trying to figure out ways to create, you know, create a space is such a term now, but literally create a space where I can do workshops with songwriting, production, mixing, whatever the case is, just exploring that avenue for myself and for anybody that wants to learn. And um, yeah, connect with me. Music's out. Yeah. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that good stuff. But yeah, I'm around. Oh, Wax the Producer. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. This has been a real pleasure. I appreciate you. It has. I appreciate you. Wow, y'all. I told you it was going to be amazing. Of course, I'm going to wrap it all up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. When I think about what I would say to a young entrepreneur right now is that there are so many opportunities for growth and learning here in Seattle, Washington and take full advantage of it. There is all kind of training programs, all kind of grant micro lending programs, so many opportunities. Please take advantage of all that so that you can get the learning that you need so you have a firm foundation so your business can grow. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out. Down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a great episode today. I got to give a huge shout out to my guest, Wax, the producer, for being with me today, sharing more and shining light on, you know, his creative process, what got him started and some of his top influences in music. But also, I encourage you to check out his music. Uh, you know, we need to bring back that love in R&B. And a lot of folks say, oh, man, is R&B dead? It's definitely not. The idea that we can have such a a great artist like Wax the Producer staying committed to these amazing messages and music and also to the love, you know, like let's bring back romance and love and music. And I love knowing that we have folks like him who are still uplifting R&B as an amazing art form, um, but, but also as a producer, his ear for how he curates music is very unique and it's special. And I want y'all to get to know him. So check him out. Wax the producer. Um, like he said, you can find him on all the platforms. Uh, and also if you're looking to connect with him, wax the producer at gmail.com so that you can maybe figure out what your lane is when it comes to your musicianship. 
y'all know I was inspired by what he shared today. I want y'all to be inspired. There's ways that you too can find yourself as a part of the solution. Maybe the, what, what the world needs is that song that's within your heart that you need some help to maybe be guided or curate or what, what steps do I take to get this message out there? Check him out. He may be able to help you. But also, like I said at the top of the show, whatever kind of artistry is within you that maybe you aren't able to do yet, I want you to be encouraged to know that when you step out, people will receive you. That is the thing. Sometimes it's fear and you got to trick yourself to be like, you know what? And I'm here to tell you, you don't got to respond to none of those emotional responses. You can be at peace throughout it. You don't have to accept that fear. You don't have to accept no anxiety. None of that. You just put it on the back burner and know that you will be received when you step out. I'll be one to receive you. You let me know about the work you create and I got you. <laughs> anyway, y'all for me, I want to thank you so much for watching today. And you know, I'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Until then, y'all, peace. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.